Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all of our great stations all across the country. Wow, what a day yesterday for the Chicago Bears. You know, I thought before yesterday occurred with the Bears, and we'll get to what that actually is, I thought today was going to be a good luck Giants making fun of CeCe's old team today because they're going on the road Thursday night football at arguably the best team in the sport in San Francisco, riding a 12-game regular season win streak dating back from last year. Mm -hmm. They don't have their star running back in Saquon Barkley. They don't have their offensive lineman in Andrew Thomas, who was a top pick in the draft, a first-round pick in the draft. And I thought the Giants were going to be the punching bag today. Now, they still can be. No, they will be the punching bag tonight, but not this morning. Right. This morning, <laughs> the Chicago Bears are the punching bag. That they by are. By the media, yeah. That they are. By the way, and the, I understand this has to do with contracts in the NFL and how this works, but part of the storyline, like the, the craziness from yesterday, is that they cut their backup quarterback, Nathan Peterman, they re-signed him this morning, and I'm sure that that's for some roster machination. You mean he decided he wanted to come back? Would what does he have? Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> blink twice if you're in trouble, Nathan Peterman. Nate, are you blink, good? Blink you twice. Good? You good? <laughs> you wouldn't have re-signed him? that text? <laughs> He's like, but that's kind of how it felt with Justin Fields yesterday, no? Yeah. With the way he was describing uh, what's happening with him in his play, how he was saying it's robotic, pointing the finger at the coaches. There was a little bit of a, I'm in a bad situation, help me vibes coming out of him. I know he, he did the A-plus circle back and tried to absolve everything he said prior, but I think what he said initially is really revealing about how he's feeling in the organization. Right yeah, now. we just had Courtney Cronin on, and she co-signed what you just said. Like, that was the most honest that she'd seen Justin Fields since she's been covering the team. So I don't think there were any lies told in terms of how he feels about what the coaching staff is asking him to do. The only thing is you can't put that on wax. You got to keep that in house. Now, a part of being a quarterback is also taking inventory on the things that you could be doing better. So even though you might not like playing from the pocket as often as they're asking you to, that ain't got nothing to do with throwing an interception on a screen pass in the shadow of your goal line in the fourth quarter in a three-point ball game down in Tampa. You just can't make that decision. If you don't see where you're throwing the football, if there are bodies in between you and the intended receiver – Don't throw the damn football. That ain't nobody else's fault, dog. That's on you. There are wide open receivers sitting down in zone coverages that you're not putting the ball on. You have to see it better. You got to read out your progressions better. I I get that, you know, the play calling is is a part of trying to get things fixed, but play calling ain't the end-all, be-all in terms of the panacea that's going to get Justin Fields' career back on track. He's got to be accountable for the things that he can do better. And his response to the media when they asked him the question about playing like a robot was the wrong way to go about it. 
All right, let's listen to what he actually had to say. So there was two parts of this yesterday because he did the old-fashioned circle back. You know, when you have that conversation with somebody or that meeting at work that you realize, oh, boy, I shouldn't have said that. I need to circle back with someone. But here's the thing. When you got to explain yourself that many times, you're usually on the wrong side of the losing side. Correct. So here's round one with Justin Fields from yesterday, the Bears quarterback. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just – not, not not playing like myself. So um, uh, my goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and you know play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just you know so much so to say info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean just going back. So it's a game. Um, and 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 that's it because that's when you know I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So bump all the you know what I should do, what I. This and that, like pocket stuff, like I'm gonna go out there and be me. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much? Maybe think too much. You know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching. Um, I think, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it. You know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know. It's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. So there is the initial comment. So those are the initial comments, talking about playing robot, robotic. By the way, who's most famous robot of all time? Who do we have as number one in the robot power rankings? Because now Justin Fields is putting himself in the robotic power rankings. Any robot that comes to mind? Is it R2-D2 yeah. from Star Wars? What, what about the one from the Jetsons? That's the way I was thinking about But what's about. the name? What is the one? It's the maid, right? Rosie? Rosie. Rosie. Bingo. That's the maid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rosie. that's where I was going to go, but I didn't know. Um, uh, there's the Terminator robot. That's, uh, well, the Terminator, the, I guess. It's, the the Fembots from the Austin Terminator. Powers. <laughs> They're in there. What's the other robot from Star Wars? CPO3 or something I've like that? I've never seen it. Something like that. C3PO, man. What did you say? C3PO. 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 Johnny Five from Short Circuit. I mean, we got a couple of robots That's out good there. good ro- but yeah. not Fields. No. He doesn't want to be on that list. No, he doesn't want to be on that list. So no. you heard that initial comment, or those initial comments from Fields and thought what? I thought it sounds like he's going to try to go out there and play like Willie Beeman against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> the coach, the coach dialing up a play. And he's like, "Nah, I got a better play, dog." Like <laughs> Wait, that's so what that's, it, that, that's what it feels like, like. Almost ignoring, like, "Oh, yeah, here, it, we're, here's the play. But, but I don't it, care." Isn't whatever. that what you just got though? In one year and out the other, they can tell me whatever they want during during the course of the week. But I'm going to go out there and play football the way I know how to play you football. You can take it that way. Well, yeah. that, that's what he said. Here's the quote. Here's the quote. My goal this week is just to say "f it" and go out there and play football how I. I know how to play football. That includes thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than so much, say, info in my head, data in my head, just literally going out there and playing football, going back to it's a game and that's it. Yeah, he just told Luke Getty and Matt Eberflus, you just do you. I'm going to do me. <laughs> like, that's exactly what he did. he gave the Chiefs did. a game plan. Yeah. He also I mean, gave the Chiefs like, a game plan. I, I'm just going to run around and wing it and I'm going to go with second reaction plays. I'm going to use my legs to get me out of trouble because I trust that more than what you're telling me to do during the week. I tried it your way the first two weeks. I'm catching all the smoke right now. I'm going to do it my way. If I'm going to go out, if, if this is going to be a 15-game audition and a referendum on my career as a starting quarterback, best believe I'm going to do it my way. And if it doesn't work out, I can live with that. But what I can't live with is going along with what you've been telling me to do because what you've been preaching ain't been working. 
Which I totally understand. If they're trying to conform him into something that he inherently knows he's not, and if he knows it's not going to work for him, and the numbers are bearing that out, the play is bearing it out, the results are certainly bearing it out, I understand why he might be incredibly frustrated and want to go back to what feels natural and good for him. But you don't say that publicly. You don't come out and point the finger at your coaches. You don't come out and say, I'm going to say F it and do whatever I know to be good for me. That's not the approach that you take if you're the franchise quarterback. Smalls, I want to ask you this question because because I guess this is a part of that conversation. Should we be at a point in Justin Fields' career where he can be capable of being more productive in the pocket? Because right now, through the first two weeks, he's got the second-worst QBR from the pocket, second to only Deshaun Watson. So my question is, going into his third year, second year in the same system with Luke Getze, should he be more evolved, more developed as a quarterback when he can be more successful from the pocket? Because ultimately, that's where championships are won and lost when it comes to quarterback play, being able to win from the well, being able to make throws from the pocket. That's where the quarterback is most protected based on the rules that the NFL put in place. So if you're Justin Fields, you're, you're, I mean, if we're looking at Justin Fields and whether or not he's a franchise quarterback and whether he can stay on the field and have sustained success – Shouldn't playing from the pocket be something that he should be better at than what we've seen the first couple of weeks? Sure, absolutely. However, we realized that the Bears went out and addressed that this offseason. They really made a concerted effort this offseason to put the tools around him, the weapons around him, to allow him to take that next step. So I think if we're being fair, we probably are better off holding that evaluation until after year three, until after this season plays out. But he came out and made these comments, and the start has been so rough for the Bears that we're forced to now evaluate him what I would consider to be a bit prematurely as far as his pocket presence is concerned. I guess there's the reality of what it is versus what you want it to be. And every year teams go into a season thinking we're going to be one thing, but based on the personnel, based on what's around you, you realize who you have to be in order to win games. Maybe this is a message to the coaching staff, Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze, You want Justin Fields to be at this stage in his development. He's just not there yet. We've got to morph the offense into something where he can have success that allows us to be more competitive as a team. All right, let me flip this on everything. Let me just take a totally different approach that we've taken all show long on this. Okay, it's the biggest topic in sports right now, what's happened with the Bears, right? So let me just, before we play the second sound from Justin Fields, what if he's right? What if everything he's saying is right? What if the only way he can get through to the coaching staff is to make it public and he's tried to get them to change, to be more adaptive to his style of play? And what if, let's just play this out for a second. What if this is actually the turning point and Justin Fields is going to become a much better quarterback because of this, because he's been saying to them all year long, I can't play this way. You're asking me to do something I'm not comfortable doing. We will not win this way. I'm telling you this won't work. What if this was the only way you could flip the script on them? Well, listen, I, I'm with you. There's something to be said for that. But coaching is making men do what they don't want to do so they can become what they want to become. The Bears franchise, the coaching staff, the general manager are invested in Justin Fields being a franchise quarterback. A part of that is being healthy enough to survive a 17-game regular season, something that he has not shown himself to be able to do since he's come into the league. So playing from the pocket is a way to keep your quarterback safer. Guess what? All of those quarterback protections, they exist inside the pocket. They don't outside of the pocket. So if you're Justin Fields, Maybe there's a method to the madness in terms of what they're asking you to do. And that's the part where he's got to take inventory and he's got to be accountable. And again, all of the things that you're saying may well be true. 
but you still don't go out and say it publicly in front of the media. Those are things that are better served, kept in-house. I know Matt Eberflus talks about transparency and wanting to have open and honest communication, but that's in the confines of the locker room or the coaching staff's office or the football field. It doesn't need to be put out there for public consumption and for fodder for us to speculate about. Yeah, Justin Fields very much could be completely right in his assessment of why things have gone so wrong for him in the Bears and why they're off to an 0-2 start. But how is it beneficial for him and for the team for him to air that out publicly? We're talking about it nonstop around the clock today. We talked about it yesterday. It's the biggest story in sports. He just aired the dysfunction out to the public. That's not what you're supposed to do if you are the leader. You're supposed to address that stuff internally and figure out a way forward rather than bring in the entire football world into the conversation. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting he was right in what he's doing. I'm suggesting that we should look at it from the other side and wonder if that was the only way that he could get through in his mind to the coaching staff. Now, by the way, he did try to clear this up. Let's take a listen to what he said later in the day, his second meeting with the media yesterday. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because... You know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, and I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm going to do that, and in the future, like, but I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. Real quick question for both of you. Do you think Justin Fields realized the error in what he said publicly, or do you think someone within the coaching staff or the front office told him, you better make a correction on this? He realized the error. I don't think it was the coaching staff. I think it was probably his agent, if I had to guess. Yeah, I would say the same. Okay. Yeah. I would say the agent called him and said, you're, I'm sure you're right about everything you're saying. Let's just keep that between us for right now. I'll handle that behind the scenes. You don't have to do that. That's why you hired me. That, If I had to guess. If, if I had to guess as to what happened. All right, coming up. Arguably the greatest two and a half minutes ever in the history of ESPN. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Colorado Radio Network, courtesy of Learfield, Trevor Woods, interception return, touchdown. That is the good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate with insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. It's Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen on SiriusXM Channel 80 or the ESPN app or many of our great ESPN stations all across the country. So what we do on this show is we try to have fun. We bring up the unsportsmanlike moments of the week, of the day, etc. Today's been all about the Chicago Bears and everything that they have done or have not done relative to their organization. Justin Fields' comments, the resignation of the defensive coordinator. And we always kind of debate which one's better, who's better at this, okay? So we have a compare and contrast right now of which moment yesterday on ESPN, on the family of networks, was funnier, Mm. okay? We have two moments, and we have to decide which one was funnier. First, we are going to start with Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who is on first take every single Wednesday, or as Dougie would say, Wednesday, because he pronounces (laughs) the days of the week with an E-E at the end, not an A-Y. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's how he does it. He's on first take with Molly and Stephen A. every Wednesday. And he gave his breakdown. Marcus Spears was on there as well on this clip. He gave his breakdown of what his Saturday is going to look like watching college football. Take a listen. Listen to what the he's doing The missus is away. Bad dog. Man. My visiting my son in Flagstaff who's coaching Northern Arizona. I told yep. you the basketball. Yep. Yep. So this is the way. Be lousy weather. Right? It's going to be lousy in AZ? No, it's going to be lousy, lousy oh, here. Oh, here, here Rain. Yeah. So I can't get my golf for Tennyson. You know, my little right, tennis right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am going to I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk. Oh. At about 12 o'clock, I'll sit down. I'll make an early cocktail. I'll cut a gummy in half. What's a gummy? A gummy. I'll cut a gummy in keep, half. Keep listening. I'll, I'll cut I? a gummy in half. We got Florida State Clemson. I like the Florida State quarterback. <laughs> I'll do something there. At about 325, when I'm sourced, I'm not driving in the house, 325, I'll put the call in to Fat Rob, 718-504. I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I can't root for Oregon. All right, you know, I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's Colorado and Dion. Let's win the game. (laughs) So by 325, I'll be sitting down with my shorts, little T-shirt, Cocktail, I'll have the other half of gummy. Oh, you save it for later? I'll have half. I half. thought you were just rationing you're gonna it. You're going to swing the tennis racket while you're doing that? You're going to practice swinging the tennis racket? Welcome to my golf swing. Extending the moment. So by 3.30, I'll, I'll have ABC. It's on ABC, right? Yeah. I will bet the ranch, and I will root crazy for the buff on Saturday afternoon. And now here, this, I just I'm going to root like hell for Bo Nix. I want to be clear. But you're on doing TV, this all by I'm yourself. You're just going to hang out by yourself and do all this. What I'm, I'm an only child. I'm, I'm my favorite company. Yes, that I don't want. I, I don't want to hear anybody. My favorite that company. That explains a lot. You're an only child. Right. Wow. And he you never. Everybody just said you, I'm my favorite company. That's something. you No, that's say. not what you should be focused on. The gun. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. He legitimately. Fat Rob. Just became my favorite person on. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back, bro. Hug it out. Good boy. I got you. I got all the hands. I got you. I got you. There we go. There we go. There we go. He starts the cocktails at noon. Well, I will this week. half a gummy. You got to go half and half. And then you do the other half later. You got a slow ride. And the brother looking wild. And he's looking wild. He's looking wild. He's FaceTimed me 11 in the morning looking wild. Looking like it's 11 o'clock at night. He's been partying all day. It's crazy. 
Oh, that's doggy yesterday at first. So I'm going to take a gummy. I'm going to cut it in half. And then I'm going to sit there with Fat Rob. Now, by the way, Fat Rob, just so you guys understand, Fat Rob is literally a guy that used to work at the Catholic Channel at SiriusXM <laughs> mm-hmm. that he became friendly with, mm-hmm. that lives in Iowa, that he makes out on the air as if it's his bookie. Mm-hmm. He calls Fat Rob is a priest. <laughs> He's a guy that was literally at the Catholic Channel that is now, I'm going to have a gummy, and I'm going to drink, and I'm going to cut it in half. And that's what he does. And that's literally him. But now, wait a minute. But wait, there's more. Stephen A. Smith. Was he funnier? He gets to do what on General Hospital? Let's take a listen to Stephen A. I have to go back to L.A. because uh, Port Charles has called. Oh, that. General Hospital. That I, show again? I go back. You got to go back and be brick. I got to go back and be brick. Brick. I need something else going on, obviously. Obviously, I'm the old man at this table. <laughs> well, you're going to be home. You can watch plenty Molly, of college football. Who's Molly, you playing Molly, doggy. I don't even know. But I don't, I'm not, let, that's might, not a, They might let me. They might let me do a hit on somebody. I don't even know like where Molly, I am, where are we? what what I'm doing. Like I, I'm actually yeah. an adult and at work, and I don't know what's happening. Have, this is out of body. Experience we are in right front now. of. We're actually on America. live television <laughs> with 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 Disney. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's okay. Right. I'm just saying. Port Charles is called. They called Brick. They have summoned Brick. Brick has to go to Port Charles next week. Do you do you want a FaceTime at 328? Okay, just roll the bugs, <laughs> Sam, please. Just roll I mean, the bugs. I don't even know what's happening. How about that? A little FaceTime. You and I combined. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, first take, of course. Oh, that's not even close. 10 a.m. That's not so even close. Stephen A. killing someone close. on General Hospital or Doggy with the Gummies. Oh, it's oh, doggy, doggy with, with the, the Gummies. gummies. <laughs> and here's what I'll say. To hell with Greenies football watch party. I want to be involved with Doggy's watch party. That's right. How do I get involved Good boy, says to Chris Mad Dog Russo's watch party? He says he enjoys his own that's company. Right. That's cool. Doggy, how can I come hang out with you? That's right. I want to watch the game with you on Saturday afternoon because it sounds out about 4.58 p.m. You're going to be reaching your cruising altitude, and I want to be fully involved. Uh, Stacey, you can come to my house. New Canaan. We're going to play tennis first. Yeah. We're going to get a little lunch. Well, no, the weather, the weather is lousy. Uh, well, the weather is lousy. Weather lousy. Gonna play There's an indoor bubble. We're going to play in a bubble. We're going to get a triple-decker peanut butter and jelly. That's what he orders for lunch. That's not a joke. And you're going to come over. We will split a gummy, and we'll watch a little Colorado. We'll be into it. I love how he had the timeline so precise. He's got it. He had it. He's like on Coughlin time, right? Five yeah. minutes early for him. He's going to have the early cocktail, work in half a gummy by 325. He's a little sauce. He's going to take the other one. He's FaceTiming. He knows exactly what his Saturday is going to look like. And I'm with you, Cece. I'm riding shotgun on the way over to Doggies. I got to be there, too. He's got the blueprint for success. <laughs> this, this ain't the first time he's done this. He's got it all planned out, and that lets me know that it's a pretty solid you game plan. That's a veteran player, right? No. No doubt that's about it. He, that's a veteran move. Veteran he knows himself. He knows what he's doing. And like I said, about 4.58 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, he's going to be reaching his cruising altitude. And I just want to be on the jet. I just want to be on Doggy, that give jet me the is invite. Private, I promise you that. Un- unsportsmanlike wants the invite. We'll bring do, snacks. We'll, we'll bring whatever you need us to bring. I'm just telling you, we want to be invited to the party. Please. Just how good is Dion for college football? We'll find out coming up. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch on ESPNU, Sirius XM80, ESPN app, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Ryobi is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, make cleanup easy with the Ryobi 18-volt-1 plus cordless leaf blower from the Home Depot. Joining us now, he's an ESPN college football and NFL analyst. And I must say, I think this is the first time I've ever talked to him, and I have to praise him publicly. He is so damn good on the air. Everything he does, he was so good on Monday Night Football. He did the Colorado game this past weekend. It is Lewis Riddick joining us here on Unsportsmanlike. Lewis, let me start with this. Tell us something about Deion Sanders in Colorado we don't know. Uh, well, I, I think there's this misperception, um, clearly, um, for some, that Dion's just all about the show. He's all about uh, the one-liners, that his kids are just all about, you know, being starstruck by a – Hall of Famer who is known for his bravado and his jewelry and his dancing and how he played the game of football. And what people are missing about him is that he has put together a rock-solid A-plus coaching staff, administration staff. His fundamentals were rooted in old-school discipline, accountability, fundamentals on the football field, uh, having high personal character off the field in terms of how you treat people. He does not mess around with that kind of stuff at all in any way. So do not be fooled by the primetime image because he is about the work, about raising young men, helping young men become productive individuals. And he is, he is bound and determined to make sure that the people who need to know which is basically everybody, but the really close people who need to know know that. And so if you really want to know who he is, you need to dig a little bit deeper than what you see, you know, as far as what he puts forth from a media standpoint. Great stuff, Lewis. And things couldn't be going better for Dion in Colorado right now. Pivoting to the NFL, things couldn't be worse for the Chicago Bears right now. Uh, you had Justin Field making comments and then walking them back about the coaching staff and his style of play yesterday. The defensive coordinator resigning, among other things. What do you make of what's happening right now in Chicago? 
Yeah, you know what? Um, an old general manager, not old, but a, a general manager who used to be a mentor of mine told me, you know, at the extremes of relationships, you find out just how strong they are and just where you really stand with people. And that's at, you know, at the height of prosperity and at the depths of adversity. And right now, Chicago's a little bit, I don't know if they're at the depths of their adversity, but things aren't looking real good. And what winds up happening is you wind up all of a sudden see people starting to talk about, you know, well, it was him. No, it's him. No, it's this. No, it's that. And, you know, and usually when things turn good, then people want to say, no, it's me. It's me. No, I'm the one who's doing it. No, I'm the one. So I think right now what you have, it's, it's always a combination of both. All right. So what Justin is telling you is I'm pretty much going in the football games and I'm going up to the line of scrimmage. And once the ball is snapped, I have too much information in my head and I'm having a little bit of paralysis by analysis. And I need to clean that up. I need to declutter my mind and my thought process so I can play more instinctive and quicker. See, the thing is, you also, at the same time, you can't just go out there and think that you can play like you played when you were in Pop Warner or junior high and high school and just think, well, I'm just a better athlete than everyone. I don't need all this information. No, you do. That's what separates the good from the great, the great from the Hall of Famers. Because those guys could process information like a supercomputer on top of having tremendous physical traits. So Justin needs to look at himself. The coaching staff needs to look at itself. And they need to find a happy medium. Otherwise, there's going to be people getting fired or people getting traded. And so it's just better to just kind of maybe, you know, take the old Bill Belichick, Tom Brady approach from the New England Patriots of yesteryear and not really make any comments about it when people in our business keep pushing you for information about, you know, what's, what's going on with you? How, how come you're not playing well? You need to just say, hey, I need to get back to work. I need to get back to work and I need to figure this out. And then hash that kind of crap out behind doors so you don't have to circle back and go, hey, I'm not throwing anybody in the bus, even if I throw an interception or drop passes, because then it starts sounding a little bit ridiculous. Okay, you know, everyone knows what you're trying to do. You're trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube when kind of you put more information out there than you probably should. And look, and, I, and I'm saying this from as a person who's in the media, who obviously we have this kind of, you know, we like when this kind of stuff comes out and then we can debate it. But having been on the other side, you're not serving anybody any good doing what you just did yesterday because now you know what is hitting the fan, and we're going to start turning it over and over, especially if they keep losing games. It ain't going to get any better at all. The voice you hear is that of ESPN football analyst Lewis Riddick joining Unsportsmanlike. And, Lou, with an eye toward week three, we got Thursday night football. The Giants are double-digit underdogs going up against what has looked like the most complete team through the first two weeks, the San Francisco 49ers in the Bay. No Saquon Barkley. No Andrew Thomas. As an optimist for my former team, Lou, I need you to explain to me how tonight is not a blowout in the Niners' favor. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I I don't know how how, how it's not. I guess, you know what? I guess the thing is... Lie to me, Lou! Lie to me! (laughs) I just love what just happened. The the best analyst around, who is great on everything, had no answer to support your your arguments, hopefully, for you. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. You know know how this usually goes. The, The reason why these kind of games go totally haywire is because the team that is obviously superior, they do basically two things, which is what all coaches hate. You turn the ball over, you shoot yourself in the foot with penalties. That's what you do. You turn it over in your own territory. You let, you know, scoop and scores, pick sixes. A team kicks an onside kick. A team has a special team play where they rip one, you know, a 70, 80-yard punt return. All those momentum-changing things that can, that can um, 
tips the you know the balance in the inferior team's favor. That that's how it usually goes. That so if you see that kind of stuff happen or start to happen, that's when if you're a San Francisco fan, you go, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to just throw a game away like this? Because otherwise, if it's just man for man and you know everyone's executing at their baseline level, San Francisco should win the game. I mean they. You know, I was just watching them the other day because I was watching, you know, getting ready for the Monday night game with the um, the Rams and the Bengals and watching San Fran play against the Rams. And I'm telling you, I, I don't know. When Christian McCaffrey came out of college you know, at Stanford, I loved him. But that dude, like, he's not just a speed back, third down back, change of pace back, out of the back, you know, catch balls. This dude's a stud. Debo Samuel is doing Debo things. Trent Williams is doing Trent Williams things. Nick Bosa is doing Nick Bosa. Fred Warner, my God. I mean, they they just got stud, 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 stud everywhere. So, yeah, anytime that a team plays them, the one thing I do know is this. Before, we, you know, before you even get to the turnovers, big plays, all the kind of things that you need to do to upset this football team, you better strap your helmet on tight. Mm. And you better be willing to play the bully game. Because no team in the NFL plays it better than them. No team at all. They will absolutely rock you if you aren't ready for that. And let's just put it this way. The Giants, before you do anything else, be ready for that. Lou, let's finish with this. When you call the game on Monday night between the Bengals and the Rams on ESPN, do you expect to be watching Joe Burrow play football? Man, that's a great question. It's a must-win for them. They, I mean, they need him in the very worst way. And they're, they're in the worst possible situation with this. So I really don't know. I, I would say the competitor in him, realizing the gravity of the situation, knowing how tough the North is already and how tough the AFC is going to be in the long run anyway, they can't fall 0-3. And the Rams are no joke. The Rams are young. The Rams may have a bunch of guys you don't haven't heard about outside of Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald. But the Rams are no joke, man. They took San Francisco to the wire. I don't. I'd expect him to try and figure out a way to play that game. Although, you know what? Every single Bengals fan will be holding their breath every time he drops back to pass with that cast. Lewis Riddick did a phenomenal job on Monday Night Football. He's got it again this week. Dan Orlovsky and Chris Fowler together, the three of them. My God. I, I, like, as three people were just put together for a show three weeks in, we are envious of how great you guys have sounded so far. And uh, we hope to sound the same way as we progress here. Lewis, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks. All right. There is Lewis Riddick joining us, ESPN football analyst, NFL and college. He's awesome. Oh, he's the best. That's and, why we call him Sweet, sweet, uh, sweet Lou. Sweet Lou I, Riddick. I want to. We all agree he's amazing. Yes. We all agree he knows yeah. insane amounts of football. Of course. Yeah. We also all agree that, that Chris Canty tried to get him to spin it in the Giants' favor, and he had no answer. No answer. <laughs> Not even just spin it in their favor. Just like, at here's least, what I hypothetically say. Sell me on the game being competitive. At least the Giants being able to make the 49ers sweat a little bit. He couldn't do that. It's going to be a long night, Nuno. It Nuno, a, our producer, he's a Giants fan too. It's going to be a long night. It was a no night. period yeah. from Lewis Reddick. Yeah, that's, that's a hard no for me, dog. I can't, <laughs> it's going to be a no for I me, I can't dog. help you. He gave you the old Randy Jackson. Yeah. The Bears, good one. The Bears are a mess. <laughs> I might we know need that. to execute the mad dog plan tonight. <laughs> that's it. You know what? I'm going to tease now. Gummies, CC, Niners, Giants. Next on Sportsmanlike. <laughs> We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I see Smalls. Go for it, Smalls. No, no, no. I got to maintain my cool on the show. Isn't that, like... Rapping and dancing? No? No, I'm just, I'm not cool enough to execute, you know what I mean? No, you're good. You're definitely cool. Yeah. You're definitely cool. <laughs> Have I you see, seen I, me? I, I, see, I see how you lit up when, when the song <laughs> dropped. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all across the country, and all of our great ESPN stations. You know, we talked to Lou Riddick, and if you miss any of that, you can go back later on the ESPN app and listen to our podcast, where all great podcasts are found. Like I was listening to the Hoop Collective and Low Post the last couple of days. Uh, my NBA obsession is starting to, uh, well, it never dies down, but it's definitely starting to heat up as we're five weeks away from the season beginning. You're just excited about Damian Lillard getting traded to yeah. your team. Do you that's see how all, he that's said, all That's heat all it is. Heat, exactly. heat up. Heat up. That's why you're listening to Zach Lowe and Wendy. He can't I wait be honest, for Dame to be traded to his squad. 100%. Yeah. He knows it's impending. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly. why he's heating things up. I swear I didn't even realize I just said that. It's so in my head, embedded in there. Of course The it culture, is. what can yeah. I say? Oh, the culture. It's in so, your DNA. <laughs> so Monday Night Football is what Lou Riddick has uh, this week with the Bengals and the Rams. Joe Burrow's got the calf injury. The whole calf injury thing, because, you know, we're doctors, so we should diagnose this. A lot of people have realized recently what probably athletes like Chris realized forever ago is that the calf is connected to the Achilles and that if you hurt one, you could hurt the other. So with that said, Joe Burrow Monday night, should he play or not play? No, he shouldn't play. And I'll take it a step further than that. Joe Burrow shouldn't play until after their bye week, which is in week seven. His first game back should be Sunday, week eight, against the San Francisco 49ers out in the Bay. That, that, that's when he should play. Listen, I've had a calf injury before. I had to have surgery on my calf injury. It takes time to recover. This is going to be something that he's dealing with all season, but in order to get to the point where it becomes manageable, where he can go out and show some semblance of being the quarterback that we've seen over the past two years, he's going to have to be able to drive off of that, that back foot, and that's where he's had his calf injury on his right leg. So I just I think it's a situation where the, the Cincinnati Bengals have to protect the player from himself. He's already shown himself to be ineffective when throwing the ball downfield. He's 0 for 11 on throws of 15 yards or more in the air. That, that's not something that's characteristic of this Bengals offense since he's gotten there. So if he's not productive, if he's not able to be the quarterback that you've seen the last couple of years, 
why not sit him down? It just seems like it would make sense to do that, especially given the stretch of the season that they've got coming up the next four games. I guess the why is that they've already lost two games to two division opponents, and he's the only shot you have at getting out of that hole. But I'm with you, CC. It's just not a risk that I'd be willing to take because you have no shot if Joe Burrow is lost for an extended amount of time. He already re-aggravated the injury. I would not play him. I want to just make sure we all understand your reasoning behind that specific game because people hear that and you're like, well, you don't want to start off against the Niners. So that's the week after the bye week. So your thought is get as many weeks as possible, take the bye week, and then restart it after that with the team. But how do you know he's going to be healthy at that point? Like how, You've had the injury. I, I know he's going to have a better chance at being healthier with six weeks rest than he is right now. Yeah, I know that to be fact. No, but I mean like versus seven or eight or the well, entire well, season. Well, well, at that point, the season's going to be far gone. And the reason why I bring up the upcoming schedule, they got the L.A. Rams on the road against the Titans, on the road against the Cardinals, and at home against the Seahawks. Jake Browning, for whatever it's worth, should be somebody that could give you competent quarterback play. Otherwise, he shouldn't be in your building. But if he can do that, then that means that you could potentially get a split over the next four games. If you can win two of the next four games and you're going into your bye week when you're talking about this team being, I don't know, two and whatever the record is, then you have a chance at being able to salvage your season. I think that's the biggest thing. Can you salvage your season? I would say that if you can do that, then then it makes sense to bring Joe Burrow back around that point. But that's why I say bring him back against the 49ers because at that point, even if you're 2-5, and five, you could potentially salvage your season. If this thing gets away from you with Joe Burrow and you lose against the L.A. Rams because he's not healthy and he can't drive the ball off of his back foot, then your season is going to be lost anyway. I mean, we talked about it at nauseum since 2002. Teams that start 0-3 – I mean, they, they, they don't make the playoffs. They start 0-3. There have been 99 teams to do so. Only one has made the playoffs since 2002. So it just makes sense to try to rest Joe Burrow and get him as healthy as you possibly can, and the bye week is a built-in opportunity to do that. And for those who don't know Jake Browning, I don't believe he's ever thrown an NFL snap. Quarterback out of Washington, he's with the Cincinnati Bengals as their backup quarterback, and he's basically Chris Canty's idol. He has the job that you always wanted as an NFL player, right? Yeah, exactly. The backup quarterback a lot job. That's the, best, that's the best job. The backup quarterback job because nobody wants to blame you, and when things are going left, everybody wants you. But now he's actually going to have to earn that check and go out there and play. There's no way the Cincinnati Bengals can look at the film that they saw against the Baltimore Ravens last week and think that it's okay to put Joe Burrow out there. He can't get himself out of harm's way, E. He can't. You talk well, he's about He's a gamer. It. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. That's great. But when you got to tailor your game plan to put him in a shotgun because he can't drop back from being under that's center, a that's a problem. Yeah. And we're seeing it manifest itself in the downfield passing. He can't push the ball down the field. He quite literally can't throw the ball down the field right now. Wait, but I got to ask He's got one completion where he's got 15 air yards or more, and it's to Geno Stone. You know the problem with that is? <laughs> Geno Stone plays for the Baltimore Ravens, not the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a problem. That's a problem, a and problem. he's limping off of the field after he's shaking the hand of Lamar Jackson. Guys, protect your franchise quarterback. You just gave him $275 million. Do the right thing. Sit him down, let him get healthy, and then see what he is after the bye week. If your backup quarterback and the, the, the team that you have around the quarterback can't give you a split against your next four opponents, then guess what? Your season wasn't going anywhere anyway. Well, that's true. Yes, but I got to ask a follow-up. Guys like you that played 11 years in the league, guys that made a great living playing football, working your tail off, when you look at the backup quarterback, 
jealous or angered that they still get NFL level salaries without playing. I'm angry about that. Okay, go I, ahead. I don't, go I don't like that. Why, why do you want? See, why do you want to pull this out of me? I, I, you, you know, my pain is everybody else's entertainment. No, is I'm not saying doing? your pain. No, you I just have a problem. <laughs> this is listen. The backup quarterback sometimes gets in the game and sometimes takes real hits. Yeah. So I don't feel the exact same way I feel about them as I do kickers and specialists. But if you can go into a two-a-day practice. And play golf in between as opposed to go to sleep because you're so tired from the first practice, that's a problem for me, dog. And that's what the backup quarterbacks do. Like the Dan Orlovskis of the world. Yeah, you know why they're so good at golf? Because guess what? They had a lot of time to work on it during their NFL career. And they feel great post-career. You can be in the league for a decade as a backup quarterback and wake up and feel great. You can feel spry. You don't have to take a couple of Advil before you play a round of golf. That, that's what you can do. And guess what? The check's still cash. The direct deposit still hit, dog. So that's the, why it, that's the reason why I get fired up about some backup quarterbacks. You brought up Chase Daniel, what Chase Daniel made. Chase Daniel made more than probably Terrell Davis did. Terrell Davis Hall of Famer. That's my point. That's my point, dog. I I just I have a hard time being able to process that, Smalls. It sounds like a great gig. I would love it. I would. It's the best. It's not a great gig. It's the best gig. I don't think you have a hard time processing it. I'm pretty sure you just processed (laughs) it for the world just now. That level of passion it drives you crazy. Yeah, it does. But Jake Brown got to get his ass to work now, though. (laughs) Jake Brown. Jake Brown got to get his ass to work. He's gonna make more than you now. Jake Brown got to get his ass to work. Oh, my God. What a day yesterday, by the way, in Chicago. The robotic Justin Fields? What? We will get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.